Warrior, welcome back to the podcast, episode one, 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 111. I have a super special treat for you today. I am joined by Kelsey Sutton. Kelsey is one of my warriors and she is one of the coolest women I know. She's a lawyer, a wife, a mother, and a leader in her community. And Kels is on a mission to learn how to support her body for decades of full living. Oh, this conversation, it lit me up. It filled me with all the good feels. As Kels would say, it was super yummy and delicious. After a very hard six years full of stress and trauma, Kels found herself feeling very defeated, weak, and imbalanced, often to the point of pain. And she was super frustrated that she couldn't use her own body to carry her through her own life on her own terms. And I really love, I love that when, you know, she shared that with me uh, in one of our first conversations, the frustration around not feeling capable and like her body couldn't carry her through her own life uh, on her own terms. And really, I think that's what we want uh, deep underneath the goals to, you know, change our body uh, to lose weight or, you know, the aesthetic stuff. I really just think that we want a body that can carry us through our life on our own terms. So she took action and she is a woman of action. She got support with her nutrition from my dear friends, Josh and Jeannie from The Real Food Gangsters. And then she binged to listen to the Warrior School podcast, uh, which she shares in our conversation today. And I've had the privilege of leading her in her training and health for the last 11 months. And I believe that you need to fall in love with all of this stuff. You need to fall in love with this health training, nutrition stuff to really get those uh, results that you want. And you know, you got to love it. you got to get excited about it if you want to build a body uh, that can carry through your life on your own terms. And Kels really has fallen head over heels for her training practice. And we talk about that today. So what do we talk about? We talk about her health and training uh, before Warrior School and how her life, health and training has changed since joining Warrior School. We also dig deep into the importance of language, and this is a really yummy part of our conversation. Uh, Kels brought back the word cool into my vocab, uh, which we talk about. And one of the, the things that I love about her is the language that she brings to her training practice. She uses words like cool and yummy and delish and love, uh, which I think is really important then we talk about her biggest wins. Uh, you know, she went from hanging for a few seconds using her feet to a full minute unassisted hang. And now she has, well, I think she has the raddest 
controlled full push-ups coming on. She's almost there to get this super cool uh, strict uh, push-up. And we've just started working on her pull-up. And her squat form is on fire. Oh, the other day I posted a video of her, of a bunch of my warriors squatting and she was in there and her squat form is fire. It's so sexy to look at. And then we talk about how she fell in love with her training and her greatest insights and learnings over the last year. Okay, warrior, I really hope you enjoy this conversation with Kelsey Sutton on owning your training and building a capable body. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're, they are fun. They're, they, I love podcasts. I just listened to your recovery podcast over the last couple of days too. I really enjoyed that. And actually, I think your podcast, and I kind of thought about this a little bit too. I'm, I, I listened to the whole like archive, right? Before I reached out to connect with you. Um, it gave me so much information and just sort of brought me into a world that I'd been looking for. And then I kind of knew I'd found, right? Once I got to listen to that. And then it kind of helped me connect these dots about things that I was feeling and where I needed to go. So your podcast really kind of, I would say, transformed my health as well as are their great mediums to learn new things. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that and for the feedback. Uh, it's, um, yeah, it's one of my babies that I, I really, I really enjoy doing. And so I'm so grateful to have you on today because I know it can be a little scary to come on and, and talk. So I'm super grateful and I'm really excited. And I'd love to start there, Kels, with uh, a, a little bit about your world uh, before we kind of joined forces and started to work together. Uh, is that okay? Is that a cool place mm -hmm. to start talking yeah. about? Um, I really like how you brought up the word world. Uh, and I think that's a really cool way to kind of look at all of this stuff, you know, our life, our training, our health, our nutrition as a world. And sometimes in our world, uh, there's some pieces that aren't really working. And so the world doesn't feel that great. And we can see a different way, like a different world. Uh, and sometimes we just get a bit stuck how to get there or how to recreate uh, our, our world. So I'd love if you want to start to share a little bit about your world before, yeah, before we, we, we met our worlds combined. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> on a basic level, I live in a small town. Um, I work as a lawyer. Um, so <clears throat> I was feeling really bad in my body before we started working together. And I, uh, not only had lived sort of high stress, high anxiety, high achievement oriented life, kind of my entire, <laughs> my entire life. Um, but the last five or six years in particular <clears throat> had been really pretty brutal for my physical and mental health. And so it's, you know, I, <laughs> a long, a laundry list of things like chronic disease and um, really high stress work that we were doing. Um, I had changed jobs and then I had things outside of my job that were very stressful work. Uh, a couple of pregnancies that were really hard on my body, very, very difficult pregnancies. Um, loss and trauma is a part of my story. And then 
<laughs> just sort of resulting from that um, pain, some pain and imbalances in my, in my physical body. And um, my body responded to a lot of those things with an additional, you know, pretty significant weight gain too. And so I was feeling really, just really bad in my body. And I, uh, it was looking for, I was thinking a lot about what, what I was eating and, and how I was moving and why things were working or weren't working and uh, was wanting, wanting a new path in my, in my health. Yeah. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about when you say feeling bad in your body? Like what does, what does that mean? What did it feel like for you? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was having a lot of exercise intolerance, food intolerances, very, very poor sleep. Um, that was a huge problem for my life. I love sleeping. I want, I want good sleep all the time. And it was really just, I was waking a lot in the night, couldn't get back to sleep. Um, and I was feeling, I think we, we worked on this word together and it really resonated with me, really incapable in my body. I wanted to be able to move my body on my own terms um, and do the things I wanted to do if I, if I chose to do them or wanted to do them. Like I love to wakeboard um, on the Missouri river and I didn't feel like I could do that hardly at all. Or I had to plan my whole day just right to be rested enough and just enough energy to do that and then be able to rest afterwards um, or hike or snowboard or, or just walk. You know, I wanted to feel capable in my body. Um, and like it, you know, I belong to it and, it and it belonged to me again. Yeah. Yeah. So you had, uh, like there was like an energy piece for you, like low energy, or you felt like you just couldn't tolerate a lot in, in life, especially when it came to movement. Yes. Uh, and even 10 or a 10 or 15 minute walk was often still too much for me at that time. It was very difficult to even do a short, gentle gentle walk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember our first conversation where you shared uh, the frustration around not even being able to go out for like a 15 minute walk and feeling like you just, the body couldn't tolerate it. Uh, And then I do remember the wakeboarding, how you're like, I just want to be able to like get out there on the river and get on the wakeboard and just feel like, you know, just feel great and feel strong and be able to stand up and, you know, hold on and, and enjoy that activity outside. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Have you been on a wakeboard uh, since? No, we, not no, yet. That's one of, that's one of my, um, I'm excited to try that this summer with my new leg muscles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, to have something like that, you know, uh, it comes up quite a lot where a lot of the women that I work with have found that this thing that they used to do that brings them joy, that's like a hobby or an activity uh, becomes really hard. And then there's a like a sadness and a grief around that. Uh, and it's, it's a really cool goal to have, I think, you know, the wakeboarding or another woman that I work with, she found it really hard to actually get on and off her sailboat and move around her sailboat. And now her balance and stability is so much better that sailing is like a joy for her. Uh, So I can't wait to hear how your wakeboarding goes. Thank you. Thank you so much. And it is, it's a, 
<clears throat> it's a it's a joyful activity and it's probably also a symbol in some ways for kind of these layers of of feeling about body betrayal or body failure that I have um, to gain back some of those joyful activities feels really empowering yeah. and happy. Yeah. Uh, before, you know, before the last five or six years was feeling incapable and not trusting your body and not feeling like confident in it. Was that a part of your story? Has it been a part of your story for a long time or has it only, did it only really come to light like in the last five or six years? I think there are some things that I've carried most of my life, but really I think the last five or six years were difficult because prior I could push my body really hard. In high school, I was an athlete. Um, I was a runner. I was a basketball player. I was a softball player. Um, and I did whatever I wanted, you know, whenever I wanted to. And then in college and in law school, I would, I would lift or I would do exercise. I would run off and on a little more, a little less focused, but, um, and my metabolism like raged before, right. You know, in high school, I bet I was eating 4,000 calories a day and it, and just, you know, nothing would come on at all. And so I think that it, that made it even harder, right. To feel like slowly over these years, I was losing this part of myself, um, and this, and this capability that I used to have. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you describe that, like the raging metabolism. I'm just imagining this like really cool, like dance festival. That's like just pumping and everyone's moving and dancing and the energy like that's I'm picturing your metabolism like that. And then slowly over time with like the stress and then, yeah. And um, the trauma and the bits and pieces of that have been part of your story that the, the, the metabolism is like less, less ragey. Um, yeah. Like the party really died. Yeah. Oh, it really did. <laughs> yeah. It became like a party pooper, just like yes. not, not wanting to come on stage and perform. Yeah. Turn the music down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Can you talk a little bit about uh, uh, how you started to to, I guess, uh, support the body. You know, you're at this place where like a lot of your biofeedback wasn't very great. You felt um, like really intolerant to a lot of training. You weren't comfortable in your body. You didn't feel capable. What is, um, what are some of the first steps that you took uh, to, to support, you know, the, yeah, that. Yeah. So I started to, to know, I, I had some intuitions about and a lot of questions and things that I was trying to connect on my own um, about carbohydrates, blood sugar, you know, then that's where I really plugged into real food gangsters. I started working with them because they finally were connecting these dots about kind of metabolic blood sugar issues that I had suspected were a part of my, my thyroid and ulcerative colitis issues, but I couldn't find someone to explain it to me prior to that. Um, and then I, uh, I say, you know, I started clicking in on with some of the food stuff with the consistency and the, and the density and the volume. And, um, and then I, I'm sure it was through them that I found you as well. And I started listening to the warrior school podcast. And so as this food stuff was clicking in, um, I was also starting to have some, and I listened to like the whole archive of the Warrior School <laughs> podcast. And I, um, 
I loved it. You know, I absorbed all of it. And then I start. I was starting to have some awareness of the kind of muscle building I needed to probably do. Um, and the kind of foundational strength I did not have anymore. I maybe had several years ago, but I certainly didn't have any more. And, um, I set, I set a word for my year each year. I pick a word for an intention and my word for 2021 was embodiment. Um, cause I was, I was really trying to get back into my body more, more out of my head and into my body. And my second word was boundless. And so, so I started learning through these things. I, um, I knew kind of what I needed, but I had no idea how to build it myself. Right. I had no idea how to actually get there. Um, and I knew I needed help. I, yeah, I knew I needed help in building a program and, and doing these things that I was learning about. Yeah. And I think a lot of, uh, a lot of women experience the same thing. They know that, you know, what they're doing, uh, isn't working. And there are some pieces, especially around the food and, uh, the metabolism and the blood sugar regulation or just eating enough. And then they, you know, they want to train. I remember you telling me that I, I want to move. I want to train, but I don't, I don't know how to get back into the practice. And I see that a lot because we get really stuck on what we did before. You know, I could do all these things with my body and my training before, but now I'm at this place where a 15 minute walk is really hard. How do I get from, you know, the, the walking back into the training? Was that like, that was the hard part for you? Like trying to, to bridge that and rebuild your foundation? Yes. It, I didn't have the tools to do that. I didn't have like the knowledge, the experience or the understanding to do that. And so to get from kind of no, having an idea of what I needed to doing what I needed was the place that I was, that I had become kind of stuck at. And I would insert that I was a bit of a, a victim of diet culture too, right? So, you know, having these health problems and I'm gaining weight and all these things around you are not, are not working for me. Right. I can't, I can't go to the gym and run for an hour. Like I cannot do that. And I can't not eat any more carbs because I can't sleep at night if I don't eat carbohydrates. And so, um, I was probably also having a turning away from other things. Right. And a turning to, and then, and then the, the hard part was, okay, how, how do I do it? How do I do it? I can't do it myself. Yeah. Yeah. And that turning away and turning into, I think that can be one of the most challenging things. Could you just talk a little bit about that? Like what went on in the mind? Like how long did it kind of take for the mind to go, you know what, like what I'm doing is just like not working and I'm super curious and I want to, I want to move into these things. What was, yeah. What was that experience like for you? Oh, I mean, it took, weeks and months and still, I mean, it's still things that I come friction that I come up against. Um, and, and it's, I didn't, I didn't even think I had done some restrictive diets, um, for my autoimmune disorder and, but I never had done a super restrictive. I never had to manage my weight really in the past. I'd never done diets that were restrictive on purpose. I thought, right. I thought I hadn't done that but I'd had two pregnancies where I could barely feed myself because of how sick I was um, and hydrate myself, let alone move. And then I had this um, 
uh, autoimmune condition that took nourishment from my body. Um, and then I did these restrictive diets to try to help that condition, but also would probably took nutrition from my body. And so, <laughs> I mean, it's astounding to me that it took me a very long time. You know, my, my blood sugar used to crash at like 10 30 or 11, sometimes to the point of like shaky hands and feeling dizzy. I needed to eat and I didn't, it took me a really long time to get to a place where I just understood the most obvious thing. It was like, your body's just hungry. It's not deficient. It's not that you, you know, or, uh, your body's wrong or bad because it can't get any longer without food. It just needs you to fit. Um, and so, but once I kind of cracked that a little bit, it became a lot easier to see other, you know, other really bad messaging and, and toxic patterns, you know, in society and, and generationally in families. Um, and it's really powerful to move away from it too. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's always helpful to have someone like lead us into that space. So the work that you did with, you know, Josh from Real Food Gangsters, just learning a bit of the science behind it. You know, I know for, for me, like I, like, I do like to know, like, I like to know the processes and the methods and the science behind, you know, why, uh, and then learning some foundations and principles and having someone lead us in that, uh, yeah, can be really helpful and powerful. Yeah. I actually can't stand not knowing why, like I have to, I just want to know why all the time. Um, so I was, I'm so pleased to have, um, th- but these aren't easy things to Google necessarily. They're complex science in a lot of ways. So to have someone to, to lead me in that has been so empowering. And then to teach me so much of what we've done together and what Josh and I did together uh, was about teaching me to understand and know, right? And that sounds kind of vague maybe, but to understand and know and be able to check in with my own body and hear what it's telling me. And then um, adjust and then be able to adjust according to what it needs. Yeah. Remember when I first started working with Josh, he would ask me how I felt after I ate a meal. And I thought that was the weirdest shit. Like, I didn't know how to answer. I didn't know how to, because I just was so, you know, detached from thinking about that. um, That I, the question was wild to me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I remember having a conversation with him about that because that comes up a lot in training. Like I'll ask how did that feel? And at the start, women are like, they don't even know how to answer because they haven't, uh, they haven't paid attention for so long. You know, if you think about fitness culture and training, it's very much to get out of the body and it's not thinking about what you're doing and it's, it's fast and someone's just yelling at you or telling what you, what to do. And, and then when we slow everything down and like rebuild the foundation, and you have to come into the body, it's a very similar experience to the food. You know, when you have to ask yourself, like, actually, how did that feel? Like, what did I notice? What did I learn today? And I love that about warrior school too, because I not only was connecting what my physical body needed, right? Like with, I had this like shoulder range of motion issue and I had like this chronic hip pain from, a, you know, some muscle, muscle atrophy on that side. But also with um, 
the spiritual and emotional, you know, healing I was going through where I was trying to be present in my body more. Right. And so both of those needs are met. Um, and we're yeah, in working with you. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have trouble at the start with that? You know, when we first started our work together and we slowed everything down and I gave you all of these movements, maybe some of them you've never done before. Like, was there some friction there about like getting into your body and, and being in the movement and it may be feeling hard or uncomfortable. Could you talk about like the initial first few months of, of the journey? Cause I, it's hard, you know, yes. it's like, there's so much friction and I will not lie. When a woman starts warrior school, I say to her, it's going to be hard. You're like, not like physical, like push harder and harder. It's more hard from a mental and emotional mm-hmm. perspective because everything's slow. You'd already feel really uncomfortable in your body. Uh, it's not moving the way maybe it used to move. So I'd love if you could share yeah, your experience in the first like few months. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's definitely was both for me because I, it was both friction and glee because I, um, on the one hand was so happy to be moving again. Um, in a way that I could move. And that's what I loved about the foundational strength that we did together is we stripped it so far down that I wasn't um, having, I could do the movement, right? I I was capable of doing the movement instead of me trying to go do burpees, you know, (laughs) for 60 minutes in an exercise class again, I'd give up because I could, my body couldn't handle that at all. Um, But then at the same time, there's a lot of, well, one, the friction around filming myself, (laughs) very hard. It's very hard. It's still hard, although I've gotten better at it and I've gotten to see the value in it so much that I, that I want to do it, but it's still, I still have days, you know, I have days that are very difficult, um, with the filming of myself or, um, uh, being in my body. And I had to, I I mean, it's been a slow process. I have, I'll often, you know, try to kill an audiobook while I'm training. Right. I have to kind of force myself like, Kelsey, why don't you listen to some music while you train instead of bifurcating your brain into Kelsey who's training and Kelsey who's listening to an audiobook at the same time. Um, and even for quite a while, I remember I would hear you talk about um, the your gym and a lot of the places that you train and, and considering having a consistent space that is light and warm and inviting and calm you know, that I'm like, whatever, who cares about that? That doesn't matter. <laughs> but then I started to, as I came around more, you know, kind of through some of that noise, I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. Why wouldn't I exercise to music and in a place that feels, that's not taking my nervous system up 10 notches before I even start, even start lifting. Yeah. So there was a lot, there's a lot of friction when I started and, but also a lot of happiness yeah. So it's hard for me to, um, uh, I guess, totally go back there too, because I feel so happy now all the time oh, yeah. for most of the time. Yeah. 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 We're going to get there. We're going to talk about how <laughs> cool you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like the filming thing. So just for context, for those who are listening, 
I get um, all my warriors to film their training. Now, at the start, it can be a little overwhelming to start a new program. Maybe if we're coming from a healing background or we got an injury, you know, there's a lot of work that I get you to do that you haven't really done before, a lot of movements and a lot of mobility work. So I don't put the pressure on right away for them to film themselves, but I do uh, after a little while because it's a way that, you know, I get to see to give them really powerful feedback. But also like Kel said, she would start watching the videos and then she is starting to be able to see things herself. And so one of the big things in warrior schools, I'm teaching you how to train. And one of the tools we can use is actually to video ourselves, to watch how we're moving, because sometimes it can feel very different to how it looks. And then they're starting to learn about their technique uh, and their positions. And so, uh, yeah, but it can create some friction because we see ourselves uh, and especially if it's at like the wrong angle or the lighting's not right, we're just like, oh. Uh, (laughs) Yes. I I think one really good example of maybe some of the friction we're talking about with starting is, and I would have heard you on the podcast and at different times say, oh, it could take a year to, for example, build a push-up." And it has taken me a year, right, to build to almost there. I'm almost there with my push-ups. Hearing that sounds really hard and bad, but the process I actually went through of getting there felt great. And, and, and just right. If I just, you know, so if I, if I didn't um, put too much uh, thought into, oh, you know, if it takes me a year, I must not be very strong or doing a very good job and just went through the process with you. I can't imagine doing it any other way now. I love my push up and I, and I love the way that I, that we've built it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. Some things uh, maybe that you want to share that you've achieved uh, maybe at the start that you were like, Oh my goodness. Like, this is like really hard. I don't see how I'm going to like, or it's, you know, going to get to like that 60 second hang or um, yeah. Do you have some, some wins that you, you want to share kind of like that journey and process? Yes. Yes, I do. So for sure, my push up. I would say, I mean, I've gone from <clears throat> barely doing a, like a push up on my knees to, and probably not even a full range one, to this beautiful, almost beautiful push-up in, in like it's controlled, you know, it feels like a real push-up um, that I get to, that I'm in charge of, right? I'm not just like trying to fall in and out of it. Like I, it's mine. Um, so I love my push-up. I um, feel stronger than I've ever felt in my upper body and the hanging. Oh my God, the hanging. I am sure it was like five seconds. I'm, I'm five seconds, feet assisted hanging was brutal when I started, like brutal. I'm like, Amy's crazy. I am never, ever going to be able to hang for 60 seconds. That is ridiculous. And I can, I can hang for 60 on most days, some days, right. You know, hanging is a little volatile, but I can hang for 60 seconds without any feet assistance. And I can see, I can see that chin up coming on, right. In a way that a year ago, I'm like, who can, I'll never do a chin up and that's fine. Now I can, I can see that it's, it's in my distant future still, but it's there. I can see that it will come on. Yeah. And my squats are great. My squat form is so good. It's so beautiful. It finally clicked in after my brain holding me back for some weeks and I cannot find enough people to talk to about how good my squats are. (laughs) They're good. 
The beautiful thing, uh, when you speak about your training, the language that you use, like it just like, it lights me up inside and almost like brings me to tears. Like the words that you use around beautiful and strong and capable and cool. Actually, you brought the word cool back into my vocabulary. So I would read all Kelsey's notes from her training. And we've been together now for what? Like, is it not almost a year? I think like May months? or yeah. yeah, May or June we started last year. Yeah, and a few months in, she started to like this word would pop up around cool. And then as we got deeper into the training, and she was doing more of it, the strength stuff and seeing some really cool uh, gains, this word kept popping up around like cool. Like I feel really cool, and this is cool. And I was like, okay, it's got to come back into my vocab. So now I say like very cool or cool all the time. Well, that's funny. Cause I think I pick up, I think I pick up things from you too, as well with your, like your Australian, um, you know, like rad or hard. Like I, I start saying, <laughs> I pick up words from you too. So that makes me feel good that you, uh, you like my cool, my cool word. Yeah. I, um, I love your ability to be able to celebrate, to sit into it and think, you know what, this was a really cool session. Like this felt really cool. You know, maybe you came into it and you were, you know, you were a little tired and didn't feel that great, but you, you did it. And then, yeah, just the language that you use. And I think that's really powerful. Uh, could you talk a little bit about that? Has there been a shift in that or have you always kind of spoken to yourself in that way? I know at the start you said you come from a very much like a high achieving, like, okay, Kelsey, like push yourself. Uh, have you always spoken to yourself in that way? No, definitely not. And if I had to put, you know, on my like list of things that I've learned in warrior school, language is, is very high on the list. And um, you, Amy, you, you lead by example in your language, right? So I think, I don't remember exactly when it was, but there was, a t- I'm sure it was one of the first times I videoed myself and I, you'd say something like, I can see or hear that you're having a lot of friction around filming yourself. And just by use you saying it that way, right, helped me to start internalize, internalizing, oh, I'm having friction and I can then observe it and consider it and try to understand why it's coming up for me rather than um, some of the, pre- I'm trying to think of a previous way I would talk about myself more, um, just, just a lot of, oh, you know, words are, around like not enough, not good enough, um, you know, low self-worth, not worthy, not deserving, um, not trying hard enough, uh, very much a person like, well, if I, if I just try harder, you know, then I'll, and then I'll get this. And I, I've really shifted, um, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes by AV forcing me to shift with the real, like, remember when you sent me that really cool email that I like, oh, I get what you're teaching me. And it was really fun and cool to read this email all at the same time. So a lot, I I don't know, I'm rambling a little bit, but a lot of the way that you lead by example with your language, you know, flows into, flowed into me. And then also some of the direct conversations we had about language also had an impact for me. And my, um, the way that I talk about my training and talk about myself is very different, yeah, than it used to be, yeah. 
Yeah. And um, it's really powerful and really important because when you, when you're on that bar and you're trying to hang for five seconds and you're getting your butt kicked and it's really hard, you know, you, we can't just say things like I'm never going to be able to do it or this, my hands are hurting or this is too hard or yes, like those things are true. Yes. It hurts your hands, but we've got to change the language around, Hey, this is really cool. Like I'm hanging on a bar. Hey, I did five seconds. And then a couple of weeks later, Hey, this is really cool. I did 10 seconds. Um, and yeah, you, you help, um, uh, it's just one day. Right. And so your guidance as a coach really helps, um, shift that, that you'll just say things like sometimes hanging sucks, no matter what, you know, on a day, <laughs> you're just going to have a bad hanging day. And so I can get out of that mindset, that sort of all or nothing mindset where it's like, I'm either doing good or bad. Um, and it's just, is the day that it is depending on all these different factors. And then you come back and you have a different day, another time. And then, and I just like, want to say, I'm just still not perfect at this, especially for people listening. Cause I even had to do some self-talk, right. To get on the podcast around like, oh, am I, do I deserve to be perceived as some sort of success story or do, you know, am I there yet? Or um, am I someone who should, who should be speaking to that? And, um, and so I still, I still have friction, but now I also have the strength and confidence that my training and my, and the encouragement from my coach gives me to counterbalance a lot of that friction. And so it's, it's not just a straight up, you know, <laughs> now I'm so enlightened, but it is a, a really compelling, helpful process. Yeah. Marrying or pushing back against the friction with the training. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and this is why well, I'm biased because I love training. I've been in this space for a really long time, but I think there's such beauty in a training practice and of building it from like the foundation, like going back and building your body from the ground up because what you learn from that carries over. It changes the posture in all other areas of your life. Cause you're like, you know what? Like I was in it, you know, you've been in it for nearly a year, Kels, and it, and it wasn't easy at the start and you couldn't do a lot of things, but now, you know, you're, you're hanging on the bar in this cycle, we're working towards your, you're doing your chin up holds and your assisted chin ups. You've got a bar on your back for your, for your squats, like all of these things that sometimes may not feel possible, but if you can make the promise to yourself to be in something for, you know, a long time. And it's, it's for sure. It's helpful if someone leads you in that. And then you've built this like trust and confidence within yourself, not just the physical body, but you're like, you know what? I showed up for myself over and over again, even when it was hard. And I can see, you know, over nine months, 12 months, 18 months, the, yeah, the difference. And I think that's the, that's a beautiful thing. And it is, it's really like you to have someone when you're in that, that lower space lead you through and say, you're on the right path. You, I can see you working hard. You're making commitments to yourself. You're, you're doing it right. And, and lead you through that to the place where I can then lead myself through that. Right. And that, that's, what's been so cool about, well, there's so many things that there I am again, so cool <laughs> about about the process, but that is one of them is to have that encouragement and that leadership towards it till I can, till I can take more of, of that on myself. Yeah. Yeah. 
Is there anything else in your training that you want to share? Like that feels really cool and, and you'd like to yeah share with, with the women listening? Oh man. I'm like, there's just so many things. The deadlifts, I can finally feel deadlifts and the hinge movement. Um, and it just feels really strong. I feel really strong in my lower body and I feel really strong in my upper body too. (laughs) I, um, I love, I love how there's just no shortcuts with your training too, because (laughs) (laughs) you know, like I'm doing those body weight rows. There's no you know, pulling the bar up rows. It's the body weight rows that we're doing. (laughs) And I, um, but I know I'm trying to remember, I had a moment with that and I, where I realized, um, that I can't remember what movement it was that there was not a step missed and that I really was going to own all of the strength I, I did. I grudged through, right. By doing these really, um, foundational organic movements. So I feel I really like your particular brand of training as well, you know, in terms of the actual movement and the actual program. Yeah, me too. But I love the word that you use around earn, like earn or own. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, I would never say we have to earn anything when it comes to like our food or or anything like that. But with the training, uh, we need to own it and we need to earn it. But that's in a very loving way. You know, I'm coming from a place that's like full of heart and respect and integrity. Uh, when I say earn, I'm not coming from like diet and fitness culture of like earn it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. When you're speaking to that around owning it, you've said that uh, quite a few times. And I really wanted to highlight that because uh, that's that's kind of what the work's about in warrior school, especially those first, you know, nine months is learning how to own the strength, learning how to like own the movement. Uh, And so like the, you're in charge, the body's in charge, the movement is not owning you. Uh, And that's really how we build proper strength through earning and owning that pattern or the tension or the control. Yeah. It's like, if you're on a horse, you need to be in charge, right? You can't let the horse run off <laughs> with you on it. And so you can't let your squat run off to a place where you're going to lose your bar or injure yourself or do something weird to your back. Like I do, I feel in control. And one thing I also have loved about working with you, you know, I was a runner for a long time in my life and, um, walking was a difficult thing for me to have patience for, um, and sometimes to understand the benefit of, and, and when we started working together, you're like, okay, we're gonna work on your training, but also just walk for 10 minutes a day, just do 10 minutes a day for a walk. And I didn't even, (laughs) sorry, I'm merging two things here now. I'm like, how am I going to walk for 10 minutes a day and train three days a week? That's not possible because I'd been doing so little and I didn't see how it would fit in my schedule. Um, and now I walk every other day for 30 or 40 minutes. Um, and I walk, try to do sh- a little bit shorter walking, get my steps in on days that I train too. And I love walking now. I love it. And the sun just came out this week where I live and I can't wait to just go out to Burke Lake and, and have a long walk, um, in the sunshine. And I'm really grateful that's, that that's something, you know, that I'm going to have for the rest of my life too, is that love of, of, of just walking and moving my body that way. 
Yeah. And it's like, it's the, we come from such an all or nothing, uh, you know, it's, and I think some of the cool work that we've done, Carlson, especially over the last couple of months, you've been sick a couple of times and, and we've, we've spent a bit of time like modifying the training. And this is another big piece. You know, we come from like, I either do it or I don't, or I like progress or like I, you know, I'm failing. Yeah. Yeah. Failing. And so that this, we need to, we need to learn how to modify, you know, this, the, the, the whole strategy, all of this stuff only works if we're okay with it in an unforeseeable environment. Like that's the beauty. That's the art of it being like, you know what? I have to travel or my son was up all night or I'm sick. You know, it doesn't mean we don't train. It means we show up, but what do we have to do to support ourselves? And so uh, could you just speak a little bit about that, maybe around what you've learned or an insight around this, like all or nothing or this modification of, of your practice? Yeah, yeah. Well, so first of all, I'm, you're the first person that said, Kelsey, traveling is stressful. That is a stress on your body and you might need to tone it down a notch. And I was like, oh, traveling that's true. Traveling is stressful. Maybe I don't need to layer all these stressors, but I had to have my mind opened a little bit to what things are stressful. And I, I, I attribute that to, to culture a little bit too. Like, oh, well, you're only crushing it if you show up and do the exact same effort, no matter what's going on, whether you only slept four hours or not. You know, so to really wind that back to help me see holistically what I've got in my calendar how I'm feeling, how our family, whether our families had sickness and been up and had disruptions, whether I've been traveling a lot and then, you know, taking extra days off and just walking or doing some less sets or just getting in the gym and seeing how I feel. Sometimes I surprise myself and I feel fine, even though my energy is a little bit meh. And sometimes he's just like, ah, can't do it. And then you just back off and, and to, uh, really be able to see and do that myself ha- has been a huge shift for me because it's it not only you know, I have someone saying you're on the right your path you're on the right path and now I can see yeah I'm on the right path I'm on the right path oops I'm off the path a little but I know how to put myself back on there with what I need because I have the tools to do that um, so to not only what was it to see that and to um, uh, understand. Oh, I lost it. How it's just been, a, it's a big change. It's a big change from how I used to approach things. Now. Yeah. I think it is one of the coolest things that we can learn how to do within, well, within our life to be able to self-coach is super cool. But then within the training space, the health space, the food space, Yes, we need to be led for a little while, but those leaders should be helping you then be able to self-coach, you know? So if we have to modify, you, you have the confidence to do that. Like you understand, okay, maybe it's we, we go less volume or we, you know, do certain things with our food to, to support us. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a really important part of the practice because that's helping you on your mission, even though, you know, maybe you're not lifting heavier or doing more or like progressing as in like, you know, the ego or the, the linear mind, but you're actually looking after your body and that's supporting the mission. So that allows you to keep going forward. Whereas if we did it the other way, 
then that's when we can't train consistently or we injure ourselves or we actually like put ourselves into massive stress and then we, yeah. So any other like insights or learnings you'd like to share? Um, I think I touched on it a little bit, but I was, you know, I really liked how we gently added, right? And so you're very conscious of people's schedules, what actually works for their lives and how to start building that in. And so I was, um, I'm consistently very grateful for the way I was allowed to like expand my time organically. You know, we, I was probably doing like a 30 minute training session in those 10 minute walks. So 30 minutes every other day or three times a week um, in 10 minute walks. And now I'm in the gym 45 to 60 minutes every other day. So three to four times a week and walking, doing 30 to 45 minute walks. And then on the weekends, I have time. I'll walk for an hour, you know, sometimes, um, that would not, if that didn't feel possible at all when I started. And if someone would have told me, here's what we're going to do, you're going to be in the gym for 60 minutes every other day. And you're going to be going on 30 minute. I would have, I would have said, I would have been too overwhelmed and it would have made me sad that I couldn't live up to that. Um, so I really, I think that that was an important understanding for me in terms of adding in new habits and, and new ways of being, um, to let myself go slowly like that. Yeah. We've got to meet, uh, meet the body where it's at. Like we, you know, and our life, we've got to, yeah, meet our, meet ourselves where we're at because otherwise it's not going to work. Like you said, it's going to create a lot of friction and then it's not going to be achievable. And then you're just going to be like, I suck and I can't Mm -hmm. do it. And Mm -hmm. then the body's going to be super stressed and the whole thing is, would just be a mess. And so, you know, it can feel hard for the mind because we're not doing enough or, you know, but if you can lean into it and do it, it's going to feel good. You know, it's going to feel good that you got to move your body for 30 minutes and you got to go for a 10 minute walk. Like if you can do that consistently, the body is just going to be so grateful. And then you've kept the promise to yourself, the mind and it's, and it's working and and we're monitoring how the body's tolerating it. And then slowly we build, uh, and the body's our, our teacher. And I say this all the time when women ask me like, you know, like, what do you, you know, how long is it going to take? Or what do you think about this? Or what do you think about this? And I, and I say to them, well, the body's just going to tell us, you know, the body never lies. It's the teacher. It's what leads us uh, in the whole practice. Um, So we just have to listen to it. And I did, I kept a promise to myself to walk And really what I, what I learned from that was that I deserve to have time and space to care for myself in the way that I want to. And then that, that deserving could, could expand and and build on itself. So, yeah. All right. To finish, uh, what are you excited about for the future? So my husband and I are expecting twin babies any day. Like, could, could be four hours from now. It could be a couple of weeks still. So any day, um, via, via surrogate, via gestational carrier. And I am emotional. I knew, I knew this would happen. I am so happy to be welcoming them home, um, to a mother and a woman who is thriving and not just surviving. And, um, so that is what I'm very, very excited for 
right now and very and very grateful to be able to do and yeah and my chin up and my wakeboarding too yeah <laughs> yeah oh magical we were on our call the other day and we changed Kelsey's training around a little bit just to support this like time period of like we're, we're waiting for the babies to come and so <laughs> We're like just supporting her and and doing some more like intensity and and lifting weights, but less volume. And yeah, we're just really working on helping prepare, prepare your, your body and your, (laughs) for the, for the coming months, which is, you know, two little babies is, is a, is a a lot. It's a lot on a nervous system. And, uh, but you've, you've done such beautiful work in the last well even before you know with your the last couple of years with your food stuff and then the last year building your foundation to enter into yeah to helping navigate these little humans lives oh I can't wait (laughs) me too thank you so much I will I'm going to be sharing pictures with you a lot and I um yeah I can't uh, I haven't gotten to feel this way welcoming children uh, home before, and I'm. It's been a really cool process to get to feel this, this anticipation and this readiness. So, yeah, and then yeah, like watch watch the space for for Kelsey's squats and her <laughs> pull ups and her push up. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna be cool. Watch. Watch Amy's Instagram because she puts yeah. me out there and says I'm cool. And then I agree with her when she yeah. does. So I wouldn't do it myself. But when Amy says that it's cool, that it is. So. Yeah. Yeah. The other day she was in a squat, squat videos that I popped up. Um, yeah. And so she looked so cool and she wasn't sure about, you weren't sure about it when you did it. You said actually that day, you're like, it felt crappy. And I think you even like were in tears that day. Cause it was just so frustrating. Anyway, I watched the video and I wrote back to you being like, this is so cool. It looks amazing. And then I was like, asked, you know, if I could post it and you're like, I actually watched it back and I actually do look really cool. Yeah. I needed a release that day. I was having a lot of squat friction and I had a little bit of a cry after one of my sets and actually felt quite better. And then we were talking about it shortly afterwards and I'd put it all in the notes for Amy to see. And she's like, but did you notice that you looked great? And I was like, I actually have to admit, I did notice that. Yes. Thank you. I do agree. It was for good squats. Yeah. Yeah. You look fierce. You look like you own that squat. Thank you. Kels, I'm so grateful for you. I just, I'm so grateful that I just can help lead you in this space. You're just a pleasure to, to coach. Thank you, Amy. I can't quite put words into how grateful I am that you're my teacher here and um, uh, that I've had over this healing journey, my training to make me feel so, my training and my teacher to make me feel so good. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for coming on today and sharing pieces of your story. Yeah. Yeah. Warrior Woman, you can listen to these episodes wherever you listen to your podcast. Please give it love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, 
please rate it and share it with another warrior woman. Also, tag me in it on Instagram with your biggest takeaways.